Good morning and welcome to our daily word and prayer. My name is Tom Short, so glad to have you along with us today. So we talk about the word of God and how it affects our lives. And today we want to talk also about how it affects other people outside of us personally. We've been working our way through the book of 2 Corinthians, and in chapter 10, Paul gives a verse. Actually, this is one of the big life verses for me. This this is a verse that really has defined my ministry for many, many years, or one of the verses to define my ministry. I hope it will define yours as well. Look at what Paul writes in 2 Corinthians 10, beginning in verse 3, and I'll be reading from the New Living Translation. He says this, We're human but we don't wage war as humans do. What an interesting concept. We're human. Yeah, that's true. But we don't wage war as humans do, or as mere humans, or as other humans do. We don't fight the way others fight. I want to say a couple things about this. Number one, if we resort to fighting the way others fight, I think we lose. It takes faith to fight the way we fight. The humans, mere people, the way they fight doesn't really take faith. It's about the flesh. It's about their own power, their own strength, their own wisdom, their own abilities. We're going to see that we have something completely different, far more powerful that is only unleashed by faith. But he says we fight or we wage war. What's that about? Brothers and sisters, do you believe we're in a spiritual war? You can't help but look at the world around us these days and say something bigger seems to be going on. How confusing are uh, things are happening in our country, the 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 things that are being boasted about that once were shameful, the confusion that's even entered into church life and the life of believers. The, the political situation, the, justi- the situation of justice and two tiers of justice in our land, so much anger, hatred, division, canceling. And as you look at all these things and you look at how it's come together in the last three or four years, last maybe 10 years, it, it almost seems like there's something bigger at work here. Now, people say, you know, Tom, do you believe in conspiracy theories? Well, yeah, I certainly do. I believe there's a big conspiracy going, and it's a spiritual battle. The the big battle occurring is between forces of good and evil, between God and his adversary, Satan, and we're the battleground. That's right. Our mind, our families, our churches, our communities, our nation, our world, this is the battleground. And I want to say the war is real. Yes, I know our God is sovereign and powerful and wins, but bad things do happen. I don't believe Romans 8.28 teaches that everything that happens is good. Romans 8.28, God causes all things to work together for good to those who love him and are called according to his purposes. It doesn't say everything's good. It says he causes everything to work together for good. Satan gets what appears to be victories, but God knows how to turn his apparent victory, Satan's apparent victories, into defeats. God knows how to beat him. God knows how to outsmart him. God's more powerful. God's wiser. And for there's this, the battle goes on. 
It goes on in your life. It goes on in your family. It goes on in your church. It goes on in your community. It goes on in your workplace. It's certainly going on in our schools. It's going on in our legal system. It's going on in our government. It's going on in our country. And God calls us to prevail. We are in a battle, and he says that we're human, but we don't wage war as humans do. Now, notice, by the way, this verse says that we wage war. In this spiritual battle that we're talking about, of which we're the battleground, I believe God calls us to be on the offensive and not merely the defensive. If we're only on the defensive, sooner or later, you will lose. I mean, you look at a sports team. If all they have is defense, defense, they say, wins championships. Yeah, but you got to go score. And if all you do is the other team always on the offensive and all you're doing is holding your ground, sooner or later, they tend to break through. And so we are waging war. We, we prevail against us. You see, if you've ever gone to Israel, you've heard me talk about going to Israel. When Jesus said the gates of hell will not prevail against us, he was standing at a place known as the entrance to the underworld, the gates of hell. And he took his disciples there. He wasn't waiting for that to come to them. He took them there and said, we will prevail. Well, likewise, God calls us to wage war, but not as others do. Look what he goes on. How do we fight? We use God's mighty weapons, not worldly weapons, to knock down strongholds of human reasoning and to destroy false arguments. This is so much of what's at stake, what we do, what we fight. What matters in life Really, it comes down to so often, what do you believe, and then do you act in accordance with your beliefs? And sooner or later, you always will. You not, might not act in accordance with what you say you believe, but you will always act in accordance with what you truly believe, what's deep in your heart, deep in your soul. With God's mighty weapons, we tear down, we destroy false arguments, false beliefs, false ideas, human reasoning, false arguments that are raised up against the knowledge of God. We dare not fight these things merely with human arguments, with human weapons. If we do, we're destined to lose. It takes faith to fight these with godly weapons, not worldly weapons. And we're going to have to discuss in just a moment what those are. But understand, if we're just if, if if other people are our enemies, shall we say, then we we may fight with worldly weapons. But if our enemy truly is a spiritual being, and we merely are the battleground of a greater spiritual battle that's occurring, our eyes need to be open to this. We need to understand this. We need to believe this. We need to be like Elijah's servant, servant who, who couldn't see the enemy, and he, or excuse me, could see the enemy, but he couldn't see the spiritual forces that were protecting them. And Elijah prayed, oh, God, open his eyes that he might see. And indeed, he saw the greater are those who are with us than those who are with them, because he saw the Lord's armies, the angels on his side. So we fight this spiritual battle, and, and 
we and the goal, what we're going to do is destroying the human reasonings raised up against the knowledge of God. This is what he goes on to say. We destroy, we destroy every proud obstacle that keeps people from knowing God. We capture their rebellious thoughts and teach them to obey Christ. Again, notice how here being on the offensive, we we go after those proud thoughts. We go after those obstacles. We we identify what is wrong. We identify the lies. We identify the, the false ideas, the proud obstacles, the rebellious thoughts, and we go after them. And we tear them down. We destroy them with the mighty weapons God has given us. So that and 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 so that people can see Christ. I, I've come to believe that evangelism, lots of what we need to do in our culture, is it's as if you see Jesus, we see Jesus off, off over there. We're here, he's over there. We see him and we find him to be absolutely beautiful and wonderful. Who wouldn't love and worship him? But unfortunately, with the, with the average person, there's so many obstacles in the way that are blocking their vision or ability to see Jesus. Intellectual obstacles, emotional obstacles, uh, feelings, spiritual obstacles that are put in their way by the evil one. Part of our goal is to tear down those obstacles, to destroy them so that they can see Jesus for who he really is. And then we hope they'd come to him. Because often, again, we see Jesus as wonderful and beautiful, but they don't see him like we do. Why? because of all these proud obstacles, human reasonings, rebellious thoughts that are blocking their what they see when they look to Christ. They don't see him for who he really is. We destroy these. We're at war. We're to be on the aggressive. But the question becomes, what are our weapons? If we're not going to use human weapons, what weapons are we to use? How do we fight this battle, this battle of idea? ideas, this battle of thoughts, this battle of what what do people believe, truly believe deep in their soul. Not just what they say they believe, not just what they put on a test or even sign in a doctrinal statement, but what they believe truly in their soul. I believe our weapons, there's four of them, truth, which is God's word. And in our culture today, in our world today, truth has been terribly sacrificed. It's sacrificed to our feelings so often pe- people believe the truth is determined by our feelings. It's not. It's, it comes from God. What's real comes from God. We humans admit our capacity to be deceived. And so we want to find the truth. This is why we get in the Word of God here every day, because we realize the, the, the onslaught against God's truth is severe. We'll never be mighty if we don't take God's Word seriously and, and are intentional about learning it day by day. Prayer is a victory. Prayer is one of our weapons. And we learn how to pray warfare prayers. We learn how to be on the aggressive in prayer. We learn how to attack Satan's strongholds in people, strongholds of sin, of bitterness, anger, immorality. The LGBT is a stronghold. Abortion is a stronghold. So much secular humanism is a stronghold. The, the hedonism of our entertainment, just whatever you feel like, the pleasure that life is about pleasure, happiness, and fun. These are strongholds that we must tear down and attack through our prayers. The gospel is the greatest strong uh, power, uh, weapon. Excuse me, prayer is a weapon, not a stronger prayer is a weapon. The gospel is a weapon. 
Paul says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it's the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Indeed, the gospel can reach any person, and it is powerful. It, that's how you destroy the wickedness of, of the evil one, is by the gospel saving souls, redeeming people, taking people who are rebellious, lost, and at enmity with God and reconciling them, bringing them into God's kingdom, bringing them under the king and his authority and his love and his salvation. And then finally, love and good deeds. These are our weapons. When you love people who hate you, that's a weapon. That's mighty. That's powerful. It's a powerful testimony. It can break through. When you do good to those who aren't good to you, this is a powerful weapon. And this is how we overcome and prevail. As we read in Romans 12, 21, do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Oh, it's so easy to fight back the way they fight with us, to be rude, to be mean, to be more powerful, to crush them. Well, we want to win, but we want to win them to Christ. We want to win them by, by goodness rather than evil. It takes faith. It's not easy. It doesn't happen easily. It's not everything in the flesh says, no, no, no. But Paul says, this is how we fight. Brothers and sisters, I really do believe the war is more intense than we realize. The days are later than we realize. The situation in our culture and our world is deteriorating quickly. We're losing our strongholds, and the evil one is gaining them. We better realize we're in a fight. We better realize we're in a battle. It's hitting home. It's hitting our churches, our families, our country, our cities. It's hitting us. Let's stand firm, stand strong in the power of God and fight with the mighty weapons he's given us. Amen. Father in heaven, we bless you today. We thank you for these mighty weapons. We come before you today and we present our bodies to you to be instruments of righteousness. Indeed, our very bodies to be weapons of righteousness. Use us today, Lord, to advance your kingdom, to advance your truth, to be people of prayer, to be people of, who share the gospel and people who are known for our love and our good deeds. Help us, Lord, to win the adversary. Help us to be on the aggressive with these weapons you've given us. Help us not to be always on the defense, Lord. I feel, I feel we are. I ask you to raise up the church. Lord, I just pour out my heart before you, and I feel like we're so often only on the defensive and we're fearful. Oh God, raise up leaders among us. Raise up warriors among us who will fight with the great weapons of God and prevail and win in the name of Jesus. We pray we wouldn't fight as mere humans. We'd fight with your mighty weapons. And we pray and bless you today in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Amen and amen. Hey, this is a call to war, but the war is the war of God. We fight the Lord's battle. We fight the fight of faith. And remember, we don't fight like others do because we plan to win. We see the big picture. We understand what's really going on. It's not just us and them. There's unseen forces. That's where the real battlefield lies. Let's be about it today. Amen. Hey, if you're new today, welcome. I hope you join us every day. We come and we believe that you need to get in the Word of God every day. So we do this daily. I hope you give us 15 minutes a day to strengthen you for the world in which we live today. If you're here regularly, you know I love you. God bless you. So glad to have you along and to know that you're serious about growing in the Lord day by day. God bless you. I love you. And we'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.